Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Bold Predictions here at Inside Nebraska. With me, as always, for these Bold Predictions is Steve Mark and Greg Smith. I'm Zach Carpenter. We are previewing another Michigan State-Nebraska game where Nebraska is going to travel to East Lansing and expecting some gray clouds and uh, uh, overcast day, which uh, Steve, Steve, I know you love. You love this Big Ten weather. And um, like in the spring game, Matt Rule talked about being prepared for Michigan State in October, November, going to East Lansing and playing in the elements. But, um, yeah, I know you love the Big Ten weather. I'm not going to lie. When I was walking to the stadium last weekend when Nebraska was playing Purdue, it was like the the coldness was just like hitting my face. And deep down inside, I was like, yeah, we are. We have made it, boys. Let's go. Wait, um, are, so... are, Greg, is, is Steve psycho or is he Nebraska? <laughs> oh, I'm not a psycho. <laughs> no, nah, OK. Well, both. Yeah. Yes. The answer <laughs> is yes. Like he is both a psycho and pure Nebraskan. Like, but to me, very psycho because no, man, I'm the opposite. Like, give me 75 and sunny uh, or like 87 in a light breeze like we're i'm ready to roll so no I, I did not have those warm fuzzies that steve had walking up to that gray stadium last weekend yeah and it might be a gray stadium in at spartan stadium as well in east lansing i think they got a high it's going to be a little bit warmer there um if the weather reports are accurate yeah. a little under 60 degrees at kickoff um some clouds and stuff hanging around and it's going to get colder but um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this one. I, I know Matt Rule is excited for this one. I know he doesn't want to hear the one more victory and then you qualify for a bull um, spiel, but one more but victory and they, yeah. and, and they qualify yeah. for a bull. So everybody around here is going to be really happy. And of course, Matt Rule wants to win all the remaining games. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be watching this one because of the ramifications for what it means in the Big Ten West race that we find ourselves in, the last one of the Big Ten West's entire existence. Um, so yeah, and it's going out with a bang with uh, all, yeah, one last ride. Let's have fun. One last ride. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Greg, Greg, I'm last forcing ride. you, Greg. I'm forcing you. Talk uh, about a bowl game. Tee off. Oh God. Um. Okay. So really, my feelings are still the same on this. I like going to a bowl game at all is the the key, right? Like they've got to do that, but. For the love of everything, avoid Detroit. Like, just to stay away from that one, um, it will be okay. Uh, if we were ranking them, I think that Detroit is last for me easily. The New York one is tough, too, because it's just a, it's just rough. Like, New York is great to go to, not necessarily in the dead of winter. Get out mm-hmm. west Can't and go confirm. to either Vegas or, or Phoenix. Yeah, it, it's just tough. Like, that would be a lot of fun. And I think Phoenix, in particular, with, like, the strong alumni base that Nebraska has out there, would yep. actually be really really fun because i think you can see it on the insiders board um over on our site like people are talking about it a little bit about hey i haven't been to a bowl game and you know what is it seven years like we've been waiting like nebraska already historically travels well to these things so i think nebraska and phoenix would have a large large showing in that game for fans nebraska has to have like a pretty um enticing fan base for like bull executives who come to these games and yeah um, for sure are money 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 baby yeah exactly looking for teams that are going to bring a a solid fan base over nebraska is absolutely one of the top programs in the country i would think Mm -hmm. uh, to follow their team wherever and how big or small the bull is look at this boys who would have thought we'd be here talking about like where we think nebraska should go or could go for a bowl game like we're we're trying to pick Nebraska's destination spot in a bowl game. And I mean, it wasn't yeah. like this after Michigan, was it? No, no. man. Think of we've come so far. <laughs> think 
about after Minnesota or after Colorado? It's like, oh my yeah, god, that's are they you. Gonna, the sky yeah. was falling. Are they going to finish losses. two and Are they going to finish two and ten? Are they going to yeah. be three and nine? Like, and those are realistic conversations I think to have at that point when uh, when we're looking back at it. But fast forward now, all those all those bad times are in the past. We're talking about the here and now, and I mean, could save this conversation for the end, but I mean, they uh, we're preparing. We have to prepare realistically. If they win, if Nebraska wins this game, we have to prepare realistically for a potential <laughs> Big Ten championship game appearance. Like we're, I'm over here budgeting it out. Like in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, it has to be real. I'm gonna wait until after the Michigan State game, where I'm like, we might have to prepare for a trip to Indy, which is absolutely bonkers that we can say that out loud with a straight face. That's like, okay, that could that could happen, which is nine and three is a product. Table. Yes, yeah, on I mean, the table. It's so wild. Like, because in part of this, to be fair, part of this is, is yes, they're playing. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's the it's the Big Ten West, but they are Nebraska is playing better. Yeah. But it also seems that as Nebraska kind of has its own issues, both like kind of just the offense overall, but also injuries, these other teams that they still have to go through are also having issues. So it's just like a weird the teams already weren't that great. And now mm-hmm. everybody has various issues and they all are kind of just, just pick one out of a hat. It is, it's to me, it's really interesting and fascinating to see how this race ends up shaping out. I still think we've got a lot of twists and turns um, yet oh, yeah. to come in this. Like, I don't think anyone, I honestly don't think anyone is going to run the table the rest of the way. I think that all of them will have a bad loss and maybe all of them have a surprising win left in them. I think it's going to be a wild month around here. Yeah. I mean, you look through, you look through the gauntlet and, uh, just backtracking. I mean, Iowa. It has the Brian Ferentz issue, who just uh, got. Uh, he's a lame duck offensive coordinator now, as of this week. I mean, um, Wisconsin so starting quarterback is out. Maryland's <laughs> lost uh, what three in a row? Probably going to be four in a row after this weekend against Penn State. Michigan State is in shambles with Mel Tucker being fired. I mean, mm-hmm. Purdue. Purdue has a first year head coach so they're they're not in shambles they're just in sort of rebuild mode and northwestern interim coach into turmoil they're going through um illinois i guess wasn't wisconsin uh, quarterback problems yeah exactly and and braylon braylon allen is now going up like after already having what after chesmalusi broke his ankle like it's just a it is a beyond bizarre season in the big 10 west in a year that when we normally always say it's a bizarre season in the conference or in the division this is even worse the road is there for Nebraska to do this thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is I mean, weird. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Every every team that they've faced the Big Ten has gone through issues. And the non-conference mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech was without their starting quarterback, and then yeah. NIU is facing its own issues because it had Rocky Lombardi as its quarterback. No offense. <laughs> Run, running in. into sacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Eli Manning self sack. I'm always going to remember that. Like Nash Hut, Hutmaker and. Blaze Gunderson came down on him, but he it was yeah. the self-sack. He would have been sacked anyway, but it just added uh, to a little yeah. bit of the comedy of errors there against NIU. But Rocky Lombardi, like I said, former Michigan State quarterback, um, mm-hmm. and they're playing Michigan State this weekend. And it's a former team led by uh, – or it's, it's a program in Michigan State that used to be led by Nick Saban and his famous uh, words for Alabama players is don't. Don't drink the rat poison. Don't don't buy into your own press clippings, your own hype too much, which is uh, sort of what Nebraska's message has been all along throughout this three-game win streak. It'll be the same this week going against Michigan State, um, which is two and six, lost six in a row, only owns uh, owns a win over Central Michigan, 
which has been the talk of the town lately because of <laughs> Connor Stallions and uh, FCS program <laughs> Richmond, led by uh, one at one point in time, led by Kyle Laletta, who uh, beat my Illinois State Redbirds in the FCS quarterfinals back in 2014. So um, there you go. Appreciate you, Michigan wow. State, for getting a little bit of uh, revenge for for us, Roll Birds. Um, but again, two wins, 0 and 5 in the Big Ten. They're they're a mess, but I mean. It, it, Nebraska, like we've said all along, they they don't they haven't earned the right um, to to take any opponent lightly, especially going on the road and in a tough place to play in in East Lansing on Senior Day. It's not like they're going to just yeah. roll over um, mm-hmm. as they're cool. they're trying to go out uh, go out on top. And they have a, a running back in Nate Carter, who um, EJ Barthel, Nebraska running backs coach, used to um, used to mentor and teach up there and in in, uh, in stores in Hartford. Um, and I, I don't know if they made. I don't think Nebraska really made a true run at him in the transfer portal, but there's some familiarity there, uh, at the very least, between them. But Nebraska, Michigan State has one of the. It's the lowest total uh, going into the game. It's at 34 and a half. It opened at 32 and a half, but 34 and a half right now with Nebraska as a three-point favorite. We'll get to final score predictions in a bit. But Steve, take us through. Uh, take us through your bold prediction for this week, and we'll bring her around. Yeah, so my bold prediction this week is Nebraska is going to rush for 75 yards in the fourth quarter alone. So they're going to meet the goal that Matt Rule always sets out to achieve is making that 75-yard rushing mark in the final quarter. If they do that, you know, things are going well. You're running the ball. You're not wanting to force things down the field with uh, passes. So it generally means you're going to win the football game. Um, Michigan State's defense has not been the problem. Uh, this year at East Lansing, it's the offense who um, has some major problems of its own. Um, it has three quarterbacks. We don't really know which one is going to play. Uh, so that might be interesting for uh, the black shirts. But I think whichever one ends up playing, I think Tony Tony White's unit will be just fine. But let's let's look at Michigan uh, State's game last week against Minnesota. A loss uh, for the Spartans. It was their sixth straight. The Gophers rushed for 228 yards. Um, if you take out the sack yardage, they rushed for 228 yards. And those um, runs in the first half, they're like two and three yards. They turned into five and six yard body blow chunk runs in the second half. And especially the fourth quarter, um, they rushed for 104 yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Minnesota did it. So maybe this isn't a very good bold prediction considering what Nebraska is working with on the offensive line with three new starters, Teddy Brahaska, Justin Evans Jenkins, and Henry Latovsky. But I don't know. I, I think that Nebraska is going to lean on the run game, um, and, I, and I think they're going to find success in the second half, just like Minnesota did. Um, if Minnesota um, can do it on the ground, I think the Huskers can too. So a uh, little kind of a, um interesting note, only to me maybe, but uh, Tyler Newbin, Minnesota's uh, all-conference Big Ten safety, who I think is going to be a pretty good NFL guy. Um, he has a little brother on the team, Jordan Newbin, and Jordan Newman took uh, Newbin took 40 carries for – uh, 200 rushing yards against Michigan State. <laughs> uh, before that game, Jordan Newbin, the little brother of Tyler Newbin, had six total carries on the season. So he had um, just a wild blowout uh, breakout game uh, for Nebraska. Emmett Johnson is kind of a similar story, not as experienced, but he's starting to get going in his young career. So maybe, you know, if, if Emmett uh, Johnson is looking good, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's, he's flashing. I like what he's something. doing back-to-back yeah. games of over 70 yards rushing. So that's really good for, for Emmett Johnson who hand up. Um, I, I thought he was a guy who was going to hit the transfer portal coming into the season, maybe, um, you know, so 
as of right now, it looks like uh, he's he's kind of finding a groove and getting comfortable with the Big Ten speed and and learning how to be a Division one running back uh, for for a really uh, young second year guy. Um, but yeah, bold prediction: Nebraska is rushing for over seventy five yards in the fourth quarter. Steve, I'm, I'm shocked that you did not also mention that Emmett Johnson is kind of a psycho like you, and he likes the cold yeah. weather. He actually said that yeah. to us was that yesterday when he was kind of at the He's side. a Minnesota kid. Yeah, we, we asked him about it. He was like, no, nah, man, I love this weather. Like, yeah. he's walking and, around. He's like, I'm used to it. And Greg, he was uh, he was at center of your bowl prediction last week where, to score two, uh, two close. touchdowns. You, you got, you said Emmett Johnson will score his first career touchdown yep. and dot, 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 and his second one. So you got 50% credit there. I, I went too, I went a little too bold last week. Um, but I, I'll, I actually think that my, my bold prediction kind of relates to Steve's in a way. It's on the other side of the ball. But if Matt Rule, if one of the kind of tent poles that we know that he wants to do every single week is rush the ball for 75 yards in the fourth quarter, that's like beaten to our heads. The mm-hmm. other thing that's beaten to our heads, we see it and hear about it every week, is that they want shut out in the fourth quarter they have come oh so close to being able to do that a couple of times um and haven't been able to get it done i think they're going to get it done this week and it's and it's in it's it relates to what steve was saying about the 75 yards rushing because honestly i would have picked i might have picked that for my other one if i had not said the shutout because i do think that this is a game in which we're gonna we could come away from it feeling really good about nebraska's ability to put the game away um and kind of stay focused and locked in throughout the game and those two things to me kind of play hand in hand I think Nebraska's defense coming off of a performance that was very good on paper, but Matt Rule and Tony White were quick to point out that it was not as good as it looked like with the stats when they watch back on the film and that Purdue had a lot of opportunities that they kind of left out there on the field and that Nebraska got, you know, could have gotten beat a couple of times. And there are some guys that I feel like too, that the light is really coming on. Like we highlighted that Prince Will Umaniel in play. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's just like, you just, it's just marvelous the play that he made there. And like that to hear Tony white describe that um, it was just great. Like that's something that, and I don't think that that's something that he, a play that he could have made, you know, even though he was playing, you know in the first games early on in the season he could have made that play then so to see him that's gonna be on his nfl scout yeah like uh, that's an it's an amazing year they're gonna definitely will be yeah and so kiper will bring it up (laughs) right that that will that play will play there you got the little background music and he's out there like kind of making this play yes hopefully as he's like a day two pick uh that would be really he's shooting for day one Oh, I, hey, I was trying to be conservative, not bold <laughs> draft predictions. predictions. Yeah, this is bold predictions. But I do think Nebraska gets that fourth quarter shutout because things are starting to come together for them. That's my bold prediction. They they leave Sparty victorious uh, after Steve hears that this is Sparta Rar thing a million times at the game. Hey, I love the movie 300, so maybe I'll dig it. <laughs> they they play it all the time. <laughs> Ice cream sandwiches for for everybody if uh, if they if they wind up getting a shutout. That's that's the deal. That's the the Michael Scott office. I swear to God, I, I referenced the office every single bull <laughs> predictions in the middle of saying that I'm like, oh, Jesus, I, I, another one for me. Drink. Um, it's like yeah. the leaf blower in rapid recap. Yeah. <laughs> a leaf blower in rapid recap <laughs> and a Christian McCaffrey reference for Matt rule at press conferences. It's every week yeah. we bring it out or Michael Lombardi yeah. or, or Bill Walsh. But um, yeah, that I feel like I would go with a takeaways uh, bull prediction or some sort of uh, defensive touchdown, like every week. Um, guys switch it up. I'm going to have to switch it up and go use the pretty much the exact same bold prediction I just had like two, three weeks ago for the Illinois game. Um, Jaden Doss was back on the field for the Illinois game and traveled with, uh, with the team. And, um, we all saw it like 
just in the little snippets. He only got five snaps, but um, you could see the the machinations of how they're going to use him, mm-hmm. um, how they're going to use him in the offense, like uh, motion in the backfield, wheel routes, crossing routes. And then um, on, on Saturday against Purdue, he got a, a couple targets. One of them was on one of those. Either it was a wheel route or a go route. Either way, it was down the left left uh, sideline. He should have caught it. Yeah. He should have <laughs> caught it. Um, he did come back uh, really soon after and and um, sort of make up for He had one uh, catch for 16 yards. Um, so, and that was on third down, too. Yeah, so it was a yeah, big catch. moment for the freshman. Was that during the 15-play the drive? It was the it was in the first quarter, and it was a third and six, I believe, and he caught a sixteen yarder. I I think it was a yeah. sixteen or nineteen, something like that. It but probably yeah. would have been the first drive then. So Fleeks had the two big uh the big twenty three yarder on third and three to sort of get that one going. And then mm-hmm. uh he had the I think a run. Was it I don't know if it was officially a run or uh, a pass. My mind it's escaping me now. Either way, they they're contributing. The Nebraska receivers um and running backs were contributing on that drive. Um and I think I think is it shaping up to sort of be maybe not not necessarily a breakout game for Jaden Doss, but I mean we've seen it now um, in back-to-back weeks against Northwestern. It was Malachi Coleman shaking loose for a for a 44 yard touchdown for his second career catch, first career touchdown. Um, then you get Jalen Lloyd, one catch in the game, pops it for 73, first career, um, second career catch, first career touchdown. Uh, I think we're getting that out of Jaden Doss this week. I the Illinois game, I predicted. And I told you guys privately, I don't think this is actually going to happen. I think I actually even wrote it. Like, I don't think this is going to happen, but it's bold prediction, trying to make a point here, guys, um, that, that Jaden Doss would go for five catches for 50 yards and, and a touchdown. And I'm, I'm doubling down. He has two catches for 20 yards so far this season. He's going to triple his catch output. And he's going to quadruple his reception yardage output and score his first career touchdown. So I got... Jaden Doss six career or six catches against uh, against Michigan State for eighty yards and his first career touchdown. So we'll make it three weeks in a row that a Nebraska freshman receiver sort of um, sort of breaks out and and gets that first career touchdown for for the Huskers offense. If yeah, that man. happens, that would be great because that would be a mm-hmm. tremendous sign for the future and those guys starting to really come into their own. Because what did we say a few weeks ago, right? Like, we were like, hey, if we, if we get to the end of the year and we say, hey, we've seen some flashes from these young wide receivers, that is actually a great sign that will make people feel a lot better about the future and make them, like, I don't know, feel better about Garrett McGuire, but at least start to say, okay, well, maybe he's got something going There's there. some development he did a Yeah, because he did a heck of a job, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the receivers on the uh, the true freshman on the offensive side, and then you think about the defense with those guys who are getting very valuable snaps right now: the Principal Umanyellens, the Riley Van Poppels, um, Cam Lenhart. <laughs> you know, I think Nebraska has a bright future. Honestly, when you're looking at uh, the things, it's going to be an interesting off season. I know college football is absolutely crazy with players jumping into the portal and. Uh, moving in its very NFL style with roster building these days and free agency, basically. But uh, uh, I'm not saying any of them are going to be uh, like poached or anything, but it's in the back of my mind with all these freshmen <laughs> um, doing well, you know, in, in big moments, you know, they're probably catching eyes of everybody else in the conference and um, the country. So it's going to be really interesting to see how all of this I, plays out. In the you're getting season. burned by Ernest Houseman memories. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, here's example. the thing, and I've I've said this privately. I'll say it here. I felt like the moment that he um, transferred, if he could transfer, anyone could transfer. When you have a kid that has exactly. like big Nebraska ties with his family to the program, like and it was adopted into Nebraska, like all of that, like that, it's yeah, like that's tough. And but part of it is, and this is going to be an offseason storyline, not to skip ahead to the offseason, and we're going to end up talking about this. Is that the 1890 Collective shouts to them because they've got their work cut out for them and it's going to be a huge offseason with a lot of eyeballs on them because mm-hmm. I, it's not a matter of when other schools come in on some of these guys it's a, it, or if it's when um and they're going to have to pony up the money for retention like it, it just is what it is that's the reality of college football I'm Greg I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to say it but yeah is going to have to re-recruit the true freshman yeah. studs that are on the field right now this offseason I know Husker fans don't want to hear it and it might not be fair but nothing's fair anymore in this yeah, world right you're just now gonna have to. With NIL, NIL you're gonna have to learn adjust as Brad Pitt uh the great Brad Pitt said in Moneyball <laughs> um you know just yeah, I love it after die adapt or die and that i think matt rule is learning that right now and um yeah 1890 it's on you guys <laughs> absolutely and not not to sound too much like my like matt rule here but i was listening to a michael lombardi podcast uh earlier uh, today and yeah. he referenced bill parcells who matt rule is always referencing michael lombardi bill parcells bill walsh but uh lombardi was referencing a um the quote philosophy from parcells where um, you got to play guys to develop and you got to play the young guys to like putting them on the field is how they develop the best. And we're seeing that now. And his, his quote was, um, you, we're going to play the guys in September who maybe we're not, we're not, re- they're not ready. Maybe we lose in September, but we'll be ready down the road. And that's exactly what happened has happened, um, at Nebraska. I mean, uh, Tony white on the second day of fall camp on August 1st, talked about how he wanted to have heavy rotations and um, that's how you save guys legs and uh, build debt for the championship months in late October, right. November, and December. And when you said the phrase championship months at Nebraska, when they hadn't played a game, new staff, new, uh, new scheme on offense, new scheme on defense, all these new players. And it's like, okay, like maybe it's a stretch, <laughs> but I know what you're saying. And now we're here. Now we're here. Now, now Nebraska is playing meaningful games in November and, and, a month that is now considered championship month because like I said, Big Ten West division title and a trip to India is on the table. But uh more to the point of the of the Nebraska freshmen, they played them early in the year. They played the young guys. Mm-hmm. And now it was to get them ready for games like games like this late in the year where uh you're coming down the stretch and you're fighting for something real. So mm-hmm. that that's also something to keep in mind. I think I do think that that can help uh help maybe with the retention as well. But in addition to the points you guys said, I think all of those, I think NIL retention and playing time all, all matter, all sort of add up into, um, into that retention rate as Nebraska goes forward here. But speaking of going forward, we're going to run through final score predictions real quick. Like I said earlier, uh, Nebraska is a three point favorite over under 34 and a half. Um, Nebraska is, uh, with the with the numbers here, they're five and three straight up. Obviously, four and four against the spread under rule. They're uh, three and two as the underdog. One and two is the favorite, which they'll be on Saturday. And the over has only hit in three of the eight Nebraska games. So three times the over hit, five times the under hit. And uh, I mean the 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 point total keeps getting lowered, and I and Nebraska keeps actually they hit the over last week. So that was forty five points total and. Uh, closed at 39 and a half points with uh, that late, um, uh, the late Emmett Johnson touchdown and 
three touchdowns total scored in the fourth quarter. Uh, Nebraska did hit the over, but those are our numbers for this week. Steve, what you got? Yeah, so my uh, final score prediction, Nebraska 21, Michigan State 10. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game uh, ruled by the defenses. Again, I'm, um, you know, Michigan State uh, six-game slide that they are writing, writing, but like I said earlier, the defense I don't think is at fault there. It's really the offense. Again, I don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback for Michigan State. It might be Noah Kim, the original starter, uh, Kattenhauser, former four-star guy um, in a couple recruiting classes ago. Uh, Sam Levitt even came in a true freshman um, when mm-hmm. when they benched Kattenhauser last week against uh, Minnesota. So three different dudes, no idea what's going to happen there. Um, but yeah, 21-10 Nebraska. I think the defense um, gets another really good one. Yeah, I think, I think I agree about the defense. I think that they'll have another good game. I think that one this is going to be, and I feel like I tweet this every week um, that no one has really caught on that it's every week that I say, hey, it's this game is getting real Big Ten West out there. I feel like this is going to get real Big Ten West in a hurry because these are two of the mm-hmm. worst teams in the conference when it comes to turning the football over. Uh, yeah. We know, obviously, about Nebraska's struggles with that. I do think that there will be a lot of turnovers in this game. We could probably set an over-under at four um, and kind of go from there, but I got Nebraska winning it uh similar to Steve 20 to 10 I think it's a low scoring kind of ugly game that Nebraska kind of seals it late uh by playing good defense and running the ball well would you would you guys write your final score predictions and stuff like that do you, do you guys ever get tempted just to copy paste from your last one like I do I, I get tempted to do that like low scoring ugly Big Ten West football game I'm like all right I've said that for the Purdue game the Northwestern game Purdue hey, game. that's okay or the Illinois Northwestern and Purdue game, all three. And I'm probably going to say it for this one, but the only one that wasn't was the Purdue game, which still Matt rule talked about being an ugly, ugly win, because that's how people are describing. It's like, yeah, I mean, they fumbled it five times and had four uh, lost four of them as their fumble luck sort of ran out, but 31, 14, they're dominating 24, nothing at one point in the game, but Nebraska scored 31 points. So that's a positive at least. And Shout out to Ed Foley with a blocked field goal. Yep, him yeah. catching the stance on film of the left guard, number 65, and Ty Robinson after the game saying number 65's stance was a little light. So they thought they could take advantage and push that guy back, and they did. And Elijah Judy got his hand on the ball. That was pretty cool. Real quick, uh, that was really cool. They drop things mm-hmm. like that into like those conversations yeah. that really show you that they a pay very close attention to what's mm-hmm. happening, and they're, they're pretty good coaches. Like, there's not some like you know revolutionary statement, but if you listen to these guys, like you can tell that they know what they're doing. Like stuff like that comes up all the time. You just have to be listening for it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, Nebraska has to has to win the margins. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's true pretty much every year, but especially this year with uh, the new staff and um, sort of just setting the foundation moving forward. And if you have to win the margins, you have to have a coaching staff that pays attention to the details and works like grinds the film as much as they do. And little things like that are proving that, yeah, they are, they're grinding through that. Their, their attention to detail is one of the big reasons why they're right now sitting with a three game win streak, looking for, looking for four in a row and wins in six of the last seven is little things like that. Cause that, I mean, it was 14, nothing looking like potential 14 to three game and everything swung. I mean, everything swung uh, on the momentum of, of that one play. And now we're sitting here talking about bowl games in Vegas or Phoenix or Detroit or New York and a potential uh, big 10 West title for Nebraska. And um, I, their next stop is at is up in Lee Lansing 
Michigan State at 11 a.m. on Saturday. FS1 carrying the game, and I think they're going to take. Uh, I think they're going to take the next step toward that toward that uh, potential Big Ten West title, and um, I have them coming out 17-13 and an ugly, low-scoring Big Ten. It's Big Ten West and East crossover, but not one of the pretty teams in the East against Michigan State. So I've got them uh, covering that small uh, that small three-point spread and the unders hitting again, boys. I mean, that's a safe bet, I think, overall when we're looking at this. But, hey, at least it's not 29-and-a-half for Iowa Northwestern, which I think is like the lowest spread. And then – like the last maybe of all time in college football. At least it's one of them. It's up there. It's not like that 78 and a half for Washington USC. It's going to be going to be something when they join the conference. But uh yeah. Um Steve, I think you had just one last thought, rapid fire for you guys. Yeah, two thoughts. How many 11 a.m. kicks has Nebraska had this season? I know Colorado was early in the morning. Colorado would count that one. Um I think that was the only one. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have the three. So the they don't have a lot of experience least. with 11 a.m. kicks to today or this season. Um, so I'm just wondering if that has any sort of effect at all, especially on the be, road. Yeah, yeah, on the on road, road, 11 a.m. kickoff. Maybe something weird could happen. I don't know, but I just wanted to give a shout out to Jordan Hall, a true freshman for Michigan State. I really like him. He's a four-star recruit um, uh, in in this year's uh, recruiting class, and he is uh, starting. For Michigan State right now, he's top five in tackles. He is um, five tackles for loss, um, two sacks. I really like the look of Jordan Hall. So Husker fans, if you want to look at one Spartan on defense, there's plenty to choose from because, again, I I like uh, Michigan State's defense more than the average guy. But Jordan Hall, number five, true freshman, really good. I like like what he's doing. Is he sort of like a Kydron uh, Jenkins where he could be their game record? Or like, so I mean, he's smaller yeah, than Kydron is. Level, yeah, smaller than that. Yeah. Kydron is, Kydron is much be better, but he's older. Um, but uh, Jordan Hall, he's 6'3", 235, inside linebacker. He's an IMG Academy guy. Um, you know, Kydron Jenkins is more of an outside linebacker slash DN hybrid. Uh, this Jordan Hall is kind of an inside linebacker type, but boy, I had fun watching him during uh, research of this game. So number five, look for him. Him and him and uh, Cam Linhart will dap up after yeah. the game. Yeah, Keep an eye on that. Yes. Two IMG guys, teammates. Yeah. yeah. Any last thoughts, Greg? Before we get out of here? No, that was my last thought. <laughs> He'll dap up after the game. That's a good. That's fun. a good walk off. That's a good walk off <laughs> yeah. as we're taping here Wednesday and preparing for uh, Game Five of the World Series tonight. I have, got, a, I have another one. one. Yeah, you know, you know, Steve, forget the yeah, Steve, take a bonus. No, one. this yeah. is going to be so much more important. Uh, Cal Holiday, the starting inside linebacker for Michigan State. The other one, he's been there forever. He just like racks up tackles. That's what he does. It's like it's like he's Luke Reimer it's out there. He doesn't wear gloves, and it bothers me so much. Every single time I watch <laughs> him play football, he doesn't wear gloves. And I understand you're like from Virginia. You're a tough dude. You're probably from the country. You love the cold weather, but like put some gloves on. I. <laughs> Is it Nick Enrich or John Bullock not wear gloves? They're old school. They're they they do the Moises Alou approach. Yeah, I just don't love. Uh, I don't love it, guys. I don't love it. I'm a looks uh, guy. You look good. You play good, and he, he <laughs> plays good. But I don't you know, think he looks take good. Take that back to so take come that on, bold Cal back to Boulder. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. No, Fantastic. I'm a proponent of look good, feel good, play good. And yes, I felt I felt that today. I felt we all. I felt like we were all on our game. Rate the podcast ten out of ten. There we go. That's so right. uh, mm-hmm. once again. Nebraska, Michigan State, Saturday, 11 a.m. on FS1. I think they're, yeah, their second uh, 11 a.m. Central kick of the season. And we'll see, we'll see what shakes out as, uh, as they're going forward here. But uh, we encourage you guys to like this video, subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel so you can get those videos dropped directly into your feed. 
Uh, we're also available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for you guys to listen to. And also encourage you guys to visit InsideNebraska.com where we have plenty of written coverage of the Huskers as well. Steve will be there in East Lansing. Uh, oh, yeah. you covered there uh, with boots on the ground in person. And again, he's a must follow Steve underscore Marek, M-A-R-I-K uh, on Twitter. So he'll be, he'll be doing cut-ups of the game on Saturday. So for Steve Marek and Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter. We'll catch you guys again next time.